Welcome to the Macworld Podcast for June 27, 2018. I'm Roman Loyola. Everyone's in studio today. Everyone. To my left, Leif Johnson. Hi. Jason Cross. Hello. And the most important man in the room, Dan Masuoko, our producer. Hi. <laughs> Dan, as I always call him, the most important man in the room because he is the one who knows how to actually broadcast this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we would never go on. Sometimes I, I know what I'm doing. So he knows what he's doing. But most importantly, he represents you, the viewer. If you guys have any questions or comments about today's show, let us know on Twitter and YouTube. We're not on IGTV, not on Instagram TV, but on YouTube and Twitter. Leave a comment or question, and Dan is keeping an eye on those, and he'll chime in whenever you guys have something to say. So say about today's topics, we're going to talk about... uh, Excuse me. We're going to talk about the uh, butterfly keyboards. We're going to talk about uh, head, Apple headphone rumors. But first, we're going to talk about the big news of the week, Apple releasing the public betas of iOS 12 and macOS Mojave. So uh, I might as well get into our poll right away because we, we did a poll on Twitter mm-hmm. asking if people were running the iOS 12 beta. Mm-hmm. Uh if people were, you know, excited about it as we are, maybe they are excited, but uh, maybe they're tempered to excitement. The poll I thought was interesting out of 580 votes, 29% said, of course, they're running, they're using the iOS 12 beta. 22% is, are waiting until later, until, you know, uh, later versions of the, of the beta. Mm-hmm. A whopping 46% said, no way, it's beta. And uh, 3%... Uh, say their devices are not compatible, which Jason figured out is roughly 17 people. Who yeah, voted. something like that. Yeah. So, but, but that's interesting uh, also because that, you know, we always talk about, or there's always this thing about people using older Apple devices, and that, that holds true to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. It has At least to be really our, old to not. Right. That's right. what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Older than a 5S yeah. is what you get for, or an iPad uh, Air. Two is that air? I think first so. air. I don't remember. I don't remember either. Five yeah. years at least worth mm-hmm. of devices, right? Pretty yeah. much. So not a lot of you are using the beta. Of course, we're writing. All we're doing is writing about the beta. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I did get an email, like I want to say a, a week ago, mm-hmm. from a reader saying, "Why are you guys covering so talking so much about the beta? We can't run it." Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like. All right. Well, there's I, there's a long convoluted uh, answer yes. to that. Yeah, but so, there's but, still it's still true that almost everything we write about the beta is true of the final release. Correct. Like it's, this is what you're going to experience, even though you can't run it now. Correct. Yes. So that's you know. So, and so, uh, and also, preview. if you're not running the beta, mm-hmm. us posting these articles give you an idea of what's coming, what's coming. up. Yeah. Right. So maybe you can't experience it, but it, you can at least read about it and see what. Now, so gonna happen. And our poll is very self-selecting because it's Macworld, right? Right, but, right. But only 46% plus 3%, I can't run it. So basically half of all the people who answered the the thing just won't run the Don't beta run, at yeah. any point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a lot. Imagine if half of all of Apple's customers right. <laughs> were going to run the beta of iOS right. 12. They'd get, boy, they'd get a lot of testing. They'd probably get yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> too much testing. Yeah. Um, but And so I'm sure that's not true. I'm sure... Once you 
take everybody, not just the people who answer Macworld Twitter polls. Right, It's right. not nearly half of them are going to end up running this yeah. beta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, Apple does these betas because they want, they need the feedback. They want, you know, trying to put mm-hmm. out stable software and stuff and get feedback from people. So that's that's why they do it. And, you know, the, the iOSs are free. Mm-hmm. Or the OSs, both mm-hmm. of them are free. Yeah. So. And they make it really easy to the feedback to do well. Yeah, to, yeah. One to to do feedback. Like mm-hmm. uh, first of all, I think in the betas, all of them give diagnostic info to Apple. I don't think right. that, that turns off the same way as in the final. But there's also a feedback app. Yeah. Uh, but they also make it just easy to participate. Like you don't have to. It used to be right. you had to download yes. files and iTunes. Right. This and you know. Now you can you just go to the right website. You go to beta.apple.com on your iPhone. Mm-hmm. Click iOS. Yeah. It'll download a profile. You know, you yes, I agree to be in. Download a profile. It downloads it to your phone, and then your phone just gets updates, just like it would every other OS update. Just yeah. software update does it, and so, it's just yeah. as easy for Mac that way too. Yeah, yeah. So it's. That's way different than it used to be. Yeah. So I have a question. Uh, well, one, one first, Elf says uh, they recommend everyone do a backup pre-beta install. Yes. Yep. And so then first thing they tell you to do: backup and archive. And also. then, and then I wonder if you guys would be more likely to write an article: five reasons why you should install the beta, or five reasons why you should not install the beta. Well. Jason, you kind of we just, we just actually kind of did that article. We, it wasn't five reasons, but it right. was basically should you install it or not, and yeah. what the reasons you may or may not. And Apple always tells everybody, do not install this on your primary yeah. device, the yeah. thing you use every day, because it's beta, and that's generally our advice as well. But I think iOS 12 changes things up in a couple significant ways that might change your mind a little bit. Right. Uh, and the first is that... Um, Compared to other like sort of first beta releases, you know, mm-hmm. first public beta releases, it's pretty stable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, just to clarify or to point out, you've been actually using developer betas. Yes. And, so and not just the, the iOS the, beta that's only been out for a few days. Yeah, yeah. The the public beta is the same version as the second developer beta. Right. Uh, that's been out. And, so you've been using it for a while. So I've been using it for a while, and the community's been you know using it for a while yeah. and reporting on it, and it's. More stable than usually these early betas are. There still are problems. Like I yeah. had GPS problems this this morning and stuff. So yeah. there's issues, but it's not like usually it's a crashy mess until at least like August, mm-hmm. right. and, it's, and it's not like that. The other is that performance is usually terrible in these early betas. Right, and only just right right when it gets almost released do the betas get to be as as performant like as to optimize it. Yeah, yeah, and that's not true. In fact, the iOS 12 is faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's. The benchmarks aren't going to show a lot of difference, but because the the speed ups they did are not things that show up in benchmarks, mm-hmm. you know. But they're things about how fast yeah. things open and scroll and s- smoothness, and but it feels faster, especially on older devices. And then usually the battery life is just awful right. in the first few betas, and it's not awful in iOS twelve. It's at least as good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so being that that's the case, being that like this might, if you have an older device, this might speed it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, this and not, you're not going to have a battery life issue, and of course you get all these cool new features. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, maybe you can live with a few, yeah, crashing apps or some GPS problems that normally we would say just never do this. Mm-hmm. So I, still, I say back it up, and still I say um, if you've got a secondary device, we usually used to say, well, run it on your old device. Right. Now I say 
just make sure your old device is up to date and has all your data on it, mm-hmm. so you can use that in a pinch and go ahead and put it on your primary device yeah. and just have that as your backup. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I remember the iOS 11 beta was notoriously slow. Mm-hmm. Ten and, was that way yeah. as well yeah. for and a it while. Crashy. Yeah. yeah. Well, iOS 11 release was kind of slow. Right, that's so. true. Yeah, it, it never really. It got a little bit better, it got, but it was still. Yeah, the speed a mess. got better. The battery life problems, you know, got resolved. But yeah, and was, it's a good it's sign that this is so stable because that was what you know the idea was is that we wanted to have a little bit more stable release for mm-hmm. iOS. You know, improve over 11, go back to what kind of what we expect from Apple. So yep. So. You know, reasons. I don't know if there's five reasons for other than listing all the cool new features in iOS 12. Mm-hmm. There's way more than five. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, reasons not to are, you know, it's crashy and mm-hmm. some, right. it's a little crashy and it's a little problematic. GPS seems to be sort of the big thing that's kind of affecting everyone. It's right. really flaky. Sometimes it works great. Sometimes, eh. yeah. Uh, on the comments on the poll at, at Petter One or at One Petter One says, <laughs> I use it and and love it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm curious if any of the, anyone watching or or any of the respondents to the Twitter poll uh, are running it and hate it, running mm-hmm. it and just like, oh, this is awful. I'm going back. One person says uh, at numbers nine twelve says yes to running it, but it seems to be draining battery like the clappers. See, I did notice. I, you know, I'm using a seven plus right here, and I did notice that it was that it seemed. That's the best I can give you is that the battery was going down faster. But other than that, I like it. So, yes. yeah, your first day or two of any mm-hmm. new yeah. OS installation, battery life won't be as good because it's doing background stuff. Mm-hmm. It's indexing yeah. things and all this other stuff. Well, we have a couple yeah. comments. Alf says they love it, and Andre says I'm skipping the beta this year. So okay. there's a 50-50 right there. Oh, and Digital or Talman says on YouTube, uh, the iOS beta are running great on both my phones and iPad mini mm-hmm. um, with the exertion that the springboard crashes frequently and my GPS will uh, crap out regularly, alien yeah. with Bluetooth. Oh, so another mm-hmm. GPS. Issue. Yeah, there seems to be, at least in this version of the this what was developer beta 2 and the public beta, mm-hmm. GPS is flaky. Which, if you're, you know, if you're a d- daily, every day using that GPS, right. a lot, mm-hmm. maybe you skip this yeah. beta release. Yeah, yeah. And Elf makes a comment about um, that the beta is not supported by Apple Care. So if you have a problem, you will they'll wipe your phone. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. Yeah. That's a good point to make. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it is Back beta. It <laughs> Use at your own risk. Back up your data. Back it up regularly. Uh, and you can always. Uh, back out of the beta if you don't want to use it anymore. Mm-hmm. Jason has an article mm-hmm. on how to uh, go back to iOS 11. What, what it does when that happens, you, you put your phone in recovery mode, you plug it in your iTunes, and it says this needs to be recovered. It'll download the latest non-beta release mm-hmm. and, and apply that. So that's 11.4. And your backups, it will only, you can only restore a backup from 11.4. Mm-hmm. Right, that's so true. So if you keep making backups of iOS 12... Those are not gonna. You're not gonna be able to restore those backups. So right. when before right. you install iOS 12, back up your phone and then in iTunes do archive and archive right. that backup. Put it somewhere else and just so you always have an 11.4 yeah. backup ready just in case yeah. everything goes bad. Right. 
Personally, I don't worry too much about it because all the data I really need is in the cloud. Right. right. Same right. here. Yeah. So with the exception of like maybe some games that don't cloud save right. or something yeah. like that, I don't really have a lot of stuff that I worry too much about. Yeah. The couple of times when I have actually had to redo my iPhone that way, I'll be honest with you, I've just started from scratch. Uh, Mac is a different case because oh, yeah. I, I have a Mac where I have everything in its right place. This is the way I want it. But iPhone, yeah. I don't really care. I just re-download <laughs> everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. So. Sometimes it's nice to start fresh. It, it, it brings a lot of clarity about, like, right. do I really need – I haven't used that app in I don't know how long. Yeah. I don't need that. Yeah. Um. So there's also the Mojave beta that's out. If any of our viewers have been using either beta, the Mojave or the uh, iOS 12 beta, let us know what your experiences are. Got any favorite features? Got any complaints? Uh, Let us know. What's your favorite feature of Mojave? You've been using that, I think, more than we have. Yeah. Um, It's funny. Uh, it's it's more. There, Jason Snow actually pointed this out to me. Uh, Jason Snow, who writes the more color column, and he has a website sixcolors.com. It's not really a, like my favorite feature, but it was like kind of like, a, oh, I didn't know you can do that. So I I actually really like the the desktop stacks a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's not really a. I don't know if calling it a marquee feature seems odd because mm-hmm. it's sort of like a. Mm-hmm. I mean, different things for different people. Yeah. Right. I have nothing on my desktop Same. ever, I yeah. so I don't care too. about. I don't yeah. care about that feature. See, I I, I I do this weird thing where I save things throughout the day on my desktop, and then I then I go organize it later. Right. So, I do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's sort of like you know, and, and like you know, if I'm working and then it gets all messed, everything's out, and then I. So that's your favorite thing is the stacks. So the stacks helps me organize that. But Jason pointed out to me that there's actually a way. There's if. On the desktop, mm-hmm. uh, there's actually a way to mess up your desktop again. Yeah, you can. Uh, <laughs> what is it? So it's like uh, they've always had cleanup, which just right. kind of uh, makes everything in nice grid. Right. And now they have a mess up as right. well. If there's it's cleaned up. up, you can hit mess up. <laughs> if it's just too orderly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a mess up desktop command, and I, I don't know. I, I just felt I got. Jason told me that last night, and I just thought it was pretty funny. I wonder if just... that if that is partially. I wonder if that's going to go away after the beta. I wonder if that's part. Yeah. That they have to have an easy way to make everything right. messed up so that they can like test stacks. Exactly. And stuff. That's what Jason thought too. That maybe or Jason Snell thought too yeah. that that it would maybe go away. He wasn't quite sure it was going to stay. I mm-hmm. like it. It's playful, so. and I think yeah, I'd yeah. like to see these little playful things that don't really matter. Yeah, but they're fun. Yeah, that's that's why it kind of it kind of stuck in my head. Even this morning, I was thinking, oh, that's that's, that's you know, it's because it's not really a feature that mm-hmm. most people maybe will find useful. Maybe mm-hmm. they will, but like you said, there's a playfulness to it that. If you have That's OCD funny. and it's like a, it's like <laughs> yeah. I right, I gotta I gotta work this out, you know you gotta you just you just mess it up a little bit yeah. and then yeah. you go I will I'm not gonna touch it I'm not gonna touch it and you force yourself yeah that's true um, I like the new screenshot uh, mm-hmm. function because yeah. they always have had the the was it Control Apple or Shift Apple three and four yeah mm-hmm. Command Option three Command Option three command option and four. four now there's Command Option five yeah which makes a screenshot tool that works the way it does on iPhones mm-hmm. where you get a little pop up in the corner of what your yeah. screenshot was, you can, which you can turn off if you don't like, but you can quickly access that and crop it and edit it and yeah. stuff like that. 
and choose where those screenshots go instead of just yeah, them right. dumping on the desktop and everything. So I think I'm going to end up using that screenshot function instead yeah. of the other ones all mm-hmm. the time because I like to be able to just go, I just wanted this piece or whatever. Right. Yes. yes. Uh, another One of the features that I, I really like is uh, now, now recent apps show up in your dock. Mm-hmm. There's an option to have recent apps show up in your dock. It's similar to mm-hmm. the dock in... Uh, on the iPad oh, Pro, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's like the Siri. Although that's sort of Siri suggestions, or is that just recent apps? On on Mojave or on, uh, on the iPad, isn't that also? I forget if you uh, kind of you know, use like, these apps often. Yeah, it, I mean it's over on the right. Uh, so it, it's, yeah. I mean, I I use it, the feature myself often, but it's been there for a while. So it's kind of like yeah. the documents, mm-hmm. uh, you know, folder or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it just adds a yeah. little mm-hmm. section yeah. to your apps and goes like these are the ones you used yeah. recently. Because I use the app, I always go to the Apple menu and then click recent items and then click mm-hmm. the most, you know, because a lot of times, I, you know, sometimes there'll be a phase where I'm using an app a lot, but I don't use it regularly enough to keep it in my exactly. dock. Yeah. Yeah. So I go to, go to the Apple menu, then hit recent items and then pick the app that I'm using. But now that it's in the recent items there's, in the dock, it's There's one cool. change to that that I've noticed this too, and there's one change to that that I'd like to see, which is... I want them to, at least as an, as an option, have it not put apps there that get triggered by opening files from Finder. True, right. Mm-hmm. Right? Because yeah. I, don't, I don't need my video viewer or VLC right. or mm-hmm. preview always being in there right. just because I used preview. Right. You know, because yeah. I'm always using them from Finder. Right. So something that you launch from the app yeah. itself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. maybe there's an option. I haven't dug into it. Um. So on Twitter, uh, they uh, I hear uh, Mojave dark mode. Yeah, I was waiting yeah. for y'all to get the dark mode. I, I started, you know, that was one of the things I was the most excited about because you know what, you I writer Ulysses and stuff. I, I do a lot of working in dark mode, and I was surprised to find I was kind of ambivalent about it. So, <laughs> yes, and uh, it's cool to have the option, certainly. But the, the biggest shock to me was that the mail app actually <laughs> works in dark mode, too. And <laughs> I didn't know what to make of that. It was just so, but you know, when I was looking in Finder, I somehow find the dark background a little distracting when I was looking for files and hmm. stuff. So, you know, it's really cool that the headings and stuff are there. But, uh, but yeah, as for the actual productivity stuff, like looking through Finder, looking through mail, like I said, that was the real shock. Uh, yeah, I was just like, I don't know if I like this, but I like that it is an option. Yes. Yeah, Jason and I were talking about this before the show. Mm-hmm. How I like dark mode, but the problem is uh, that that what we're finding is uh, because the third parties have not uh, flipped the switch for dark mode yes. yet, or they haven't implemented dark mode yet. Mm-hmm. There's an inconsistency. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. bright and then dark, and then bright and then dark. Yeah, yeah. As you use different apps. Yeah. So it's in the Apple apps, but you know if you're using a third-party app, the third-party and app's I'd, not dark. I'd really love to see a timed thing, and I think, uh, like you said, Jason Snell pointed this out in I think his on his site where um, either have it say dark mode after sun goes down or dark mode after 10 p.m. or something like yeah, that, yeah. where I can set and you know because I I probably would prefer light mode in the middle of the day when it's bright out, right? Kind of expand the desktop, the dynamic desktop. Thing yeah, to exactly. The whole UI, and so. and on YouTube, uh, Talman says I haven't had any major issues with Mojave other than the Force Quit app doesn't pop up uh, many times that they try to use it. Mm. Um, I've noticed the, that too. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Ashworth says, uh, Apple said something, I believe, about Mojave running 32-bit apps with compromise in quotation marks. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. I'm wondering. Well, they said, Apple said something, I believe, about Mojave running 32-bit, 32-bit apps. I don't know about that. Well, I, I, I don't remember anything about... I don't remember it being compromised right. in terms of performance. So Mojave is going to be the last version of macOS that will run 32-bit apps. At all. At all. Mm-hmm. And you so, get a warning just like you yeah. do now. Right. Mm-hmm. right. That says, this is a 32-bit app, and you just yeah. say, okay. Right. <laughs> just like, okay. <laughs> and then it works. Leave me alone. It'll still work, mm-hmm. but next year, whatever, uh, is it 1015? 10.15? Mm-hmm. This is 10.14. Right. Supposedly, the plan is that you can only use 64-bit apps on Mac OS. So they're, they're, they have not announced any plans if there will be like an emulator or anything like that. Right. Or, I've run a couple 32-bit apps on Mojave. Mojave. It, it's yeah. just like it is yeah, now with I High Sierra. Think, you just get a warning right. and you say, okay. And you get a warning, done. yeah. I, I don't know of any th- of compromised performance with the 32-bit app. No. I, so. Nothing I ran is like a high-performance that right. we would notice, so right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. The only couple of issues I've noticed while using uh, Mojave is uh, one, which is funny because it's Mojave, it seems to run a little hot on a 13 inch MacBook Pro. Um, I've never mm-hmm. really had uh, that laptop feel hot, but it feels hot now. And uh, second, Apple News crashes a lot, a lot. Um, so yep. that's. Uh, that's I haven't run stocks much, but the new sort of the UI kit apps that they are yeah. translating from ios to thing with the new ui kit support that apple's doing this first and then developers will be able to do this next year um it they're they're a little wonky still mm-hmm. which i guess is why apple's kind of dog fooding it with their right. own apps and getting it in shape oh now I the one feature that i i, I thought was really really cool because i was doing it yesterday was the, is the continuity camera mm-hmm. oh right yeah i so. always forget that that exists and i go you know that would <laughs> see i forgot it existed <laughs> and that's something that i could generally see genuinely see myself use yeah at, sounds at a little complicated points. is it it's actually not that complicated but the one problem i did find was like uh so the way it works is if you're in a apple right now it only works with apple uh, application so like i was in notes mm-hmm. and then you right click in the note where you want to go and then you have to select like take photo or scan document mm-hmm. and as i and i was doing that and then because i was writing uh, writing an article tomorrow on how it works and stuff and i went back to so i was writing and i went back mm-hmm. to do it and it disappeared oh wow. so okay. and i was like all right you know it's beta so I had to actually restart my Mac. I couldn't oh, just wow. restart the application. I had to restart my Mac to get it to show up again. Okay. So there was a little bit of flakiness. But when it works, it's really easy. The, there are certain conditions, like you have to be on the same Wi-Fi network, because mm-hmm. I couldn't get it to work, and I figured out I was on two different Wi-Fi networks. Mm-hmm. You have to ha- be on the same Apple ID. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are the two main conditions yeah. you get to get it to work. That's like most continuity stuff. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. I mean, I can see this being really useful for like research back when yeah. I was a graduate student. You need to take a photo of a document or something like that, and boom, right. there it is in your research paper. Especially yeah. how easily your iPhone scans documents, yes. like in Notes, yeah. where you can make a PDF. You know, yeah. by it'll it'll right size it and adjust yeah. the everything. So yeah. yeah, so that'll be very handy. Uh, 
when they work out the kinks. Is it so. always going to be just for Apple apps, or is there an API and just the developers haven't hooked I into it I think there yet? is an API. Okay. So I don't know what the API is, though. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought there was. I thought as long as, there. you know, as long as people doing stuff in Microsoft Office right. and stuff like that will be right. able to use this. Yeah, you know, stuff. yeah so, exactly. Yeah. So real quick, I'm, uh, there was a question on Twitter. So are the betas available worldwide? What's the situation with that? And when do you think the full release is going to be out? So in terms of the... Yes, in September. Yes. <laughs> so actually, I didn't know that. I, I couldn't remember if the, if the beta program is the U.S. only or is it, it is worldwide? Curve it is. Um, it is, as far remember. as I reckon, re- remember, it is worldwide, but not necessarily available in in every language. Mm. Oh, okay, right. That makes sense. I don't think it's restricted to just English. I think they're testing things about, you know, uh, other UI languages right. and stuff like that. But I don't know that every final language available is available for the beta. But it's right. not. it's not just U.S. only. Okay. There may be specific laws in specific countries and stuff that prevent them from shipping right. the beta there. Right. You know, I don't know if it's available in 180 countries or something. Yeah. But it's certainly not U.S. only. I'm not seeing anything about restrictions. Yeah. So, yeah. And then the, fi- the, the Golden Master final versions will be released in the fall. It's always like the end of September-ish. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, the, at least for iOS. Yeah. The, the pattern we've always seen is it's... The second Tuesday of September, I think, is always right. the event mm-hmm. where they right. announce the new iPhones, right. and then a week or two after the, and then a week or two after that, the iOS release pushes out to right. everyone, and then the following week is when the iPhones go on sale at the end of yeah. September. Yeah. So that's your kind of September roll. Right. If they keep to that, that's that'll be the schedule, yeah. and then macOS is kind right in there follows. somewhere. Right. Sometimes they, I don't remember if they released it. I see on the same day as, or maybe a day after, because sometimes they don't want to do it all at once. Mm-hmm. They want to. I think they kind of aim for in that same week, and it's right. not always they, landed in that same week. Yeah, it's, it's always at least within the same week, not yeah. not always at the same day. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so look for it in the fall. Mm-hmm. So, and you can even still after the final versions are released, you can still run the betas. So you can still be part of the beta program if you're interested. So you'll mm-hmm. get betas of the revisions that come out because uh, you know they Apple wants your feedback on that on that. So if you're still interested in participating in the beta, you can do that. And there will be a point at which um, you you have what is essentially the final release that they yeah. in the beta program. And right. if you remove that beta profile, it's fine you'll just yeah. get regular releases and you don't have to totally refresh your phone and stuff like that you didn't you kind of don't know where what point that is until it happens though right so there was sort of a theory i don't remember if it was a rumor or if it was based on anything that apple was kind of going to get go away from these mm-hmm. mass feature releases at once and kind of spread it out through the year and this doesn't seem to be the case Right. Well, yeah, and I, I was thinking that when it started happening, but yeah. I think honestly, I think that's kind of a bad idea. I, I think Apple works really. Yeah, I think Apple does really well with those big drops. I mean, people get excited about them. So, yeah, I, mean, I I agree with you, but it's not. Um, Dan's giving us the signal. Uh, 
I think I think they should separate out some of the apps and yeah. let the apps update right, throughout right, the year yeah. and not part of the OS. But I think the big OS drop is fine. Yeah. I just I think they just made it made sure it's a release that they could do it all. Yes, know? a little less um, overwhelming. Right. Yeah. So look for if if you're wait. It seems like most of you are waiting for the final versions. Just <laughs> you know, you'll have to wait till the the fall. And perhaps in the fall, we'll also hear something here, literally, maybe figuratively, literally, about some new Apple headphones, our next topic. So, uh, was it yesterday or Monday? The week's gone by like a blur. uh, Was it Mark Gurman? Yes. It's (laughs) always Mark Gurman. It's always Mark Gurman. Almost sometimes Mark Gurman. Yeah, it's Michiko or Mark Gurman. Yeah, had a report about some uh, high-end AirPods that could come out. Well, I mean, the projection is that they wouldn't be out till 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, he said three audio products in yeah. 2019. But, right. I mean, they could show them in the fall and mm-hmm. say they're coming out next year. Yeah. Uh, so one was so. AirPods, but not to replace AirPods. So not AirPods 2. Yeah. Or maybe they'll call them AirPods too, but they'll just be at a higher price, and, uh, or or maybe the same price, and they lower the price of AirPods or something like that. Right. But, mm-hmm. but they will be a superset of the AirPods and not replace them. And what would be what would be the improvements of the new new? They AirPods? said uh, the rumors are mm-hmm. uh, better waterproofing. They're not going to be like IP rated, but they'll be sweat resistant and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can use Siri without tapping on them. Yeah. Oh, you can okay. just say it. Always on. Siri I'm not. Camera. I'm not trying not to say the phrase and screw up everybody's <laughs> phone. Um, but yeah, that's that's sort of always on Siri, and that's the only rumored things. There's things the rest of us would like, like, to, like, yeah. like better sound quality and stuff. Like noise canceling. Yeah, active noise canceling. That would be a feat in That'd those little tiny things, but yeah. that would be some Apple innovation. That seriously. would that would really would. <laughs> right. So. Uh, to me, the interesting part of his report was. Uh, he said that there's a possibility that there would be over-the-ear headphones yes. from Apple. Yeah, that was the second one. So, and, and I remember I read that article be, earlier in the year because there was already that rumor floating around that yeah. Apple was planning on doing mm-hmm. that. So uh, Yeah, so there was, uh, yeah, just to clarify, there there was a rumor earlier this year. I don't remember who that was. was I don't that either, yes. I don't, Yeah. But German kind of re- reaffirmed mm-hmm. this rumor that Apple's working on cans. Mm-hmm. And they're so. said to be high end, like, like what's so. the high end beats? The three hundred fifty dollars beats? They're supposed to come in like right, that or right. better. Like it's supposed to be. These are not going to be hundred dollar cans, according to him. They're going to uh-huh. be like four hundred dollar. They're going to be expensive, <laughs> expensive audiophile headphones. I hope right. they keep it like that though, because like the like the Bose Quiet Comfort thirty fives are like three hundred fifty bucks and stuff. If I really, I know Apple, you like to keep jacking up prices, but <laughs> you know, I, I really believe that's getting towards the high end there. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to justify spending that much on over the ear headphones. <laughs> yes. I don't so, fly yeah. that much, and I can't use them at the gym. I, a lot of people do. I see people with their big old cans at the gym, and I I don't understand. Yeah, it, how do but, you do? <laughs> no, I used to have a pair of. The, Bose, the noise canceling. I can't remember which models that they were, but they were awesome. Yes. They were just, mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, but that's interesting. And then there was also a rumor. The rumor also has a, a, a HomePod refresh. Yeah. Whether yeah. that's 
a, a refresh of what they've got right. or a new right. HomePod or what they don't say. That right. Anything. I hope they give that thing a good update because, like, like, you know, it's it's you know, it's kind of in that direction already. It just needs a good software update. And right. I, the update that it needs is a Siri update. Yes. And right. as much cool Siri stuff as in iOS 12, none of it's really appropriate for HomePod. Like none of it's <laughs> right, on, right. none of it is a well. It answers your questions better. It's all, Siri stuff in iOS 12 is all right. about proactive suggestions and uh and scripted stuff with the suggest with the right. you know app and shortcuts app series shortcuts yeah all that stuff giving app developers sort of an api to do that all that stuff's great but none of that stuff really works for homepod but <laughs> I, I think apple is rem- realizing especially with the airpods that you know people really do want to buy audio stuff with them and importantly i think people don't want to uh you know, there are many, many people that would buy something from Apple that would never buy a Beats thing. We can oh, yeah. talk about reasons for that and stuff, but let's yeah. it's true. It's totally true. Especially if they really nail the industrial design. Yes. Like, if if they have a really understated, good-looking mm-hmm. pair of space gray over the head, oh, your headphones, I'm like, yeah, I'd rather have that than Beats. Yeah. But what, what about, <laughs> I, I said this Just before. based on the... That. How about having the can shaped like Apple? Oh, no. God, no. No. <laughs> no, that, no, I think that would be tacky Wouldn't and awful. would you guys buy I would that? Never I would that. never buy that. <laughs> that would make me not, like, even if they sounded and worked amazing, I would not buy them i would not want to wear those you know i would buy it if they had if they made them the six colors uh-huh. <laughs> they might have to do a special edition of that i could see that <laughs> kind of like the product red so. I, do you guys think that um having the beats brand is doing anything for apple i don't think people i think people struggle to associate the two honestly yeah uh-huh. i don't yeah yep. should, i think they just sell it off what it gave them when they bought it was a jump into apple music exactly yeah, but they minus app- that yeah yeah, Apple Music was right. initially barely a reskinned Beats Music, mm-hmm. right. their their app, and right. uh, but and it gave them a lot of talent, a lot of people who were working with right. Beats on yes. the Beats Music and and stuff. And then other than that, like the actual headphone business, I don't I don't no. know that Apple needs to be in that, and it doesn't lift Apple's brand. No, I don't think it lifts Beats brand. I don't think right. People, it doesn't do anything for each other's brand. Yeah. Yeah. Apple seems to try to distance money. themselves from them. Right. Also, yeah, so. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, at this point, they could sell off that business once they kind of got more Apple audio. Yes. Stuff right. going. Exactly. <laughs> like, once they have Apple, like, over-the-ear headphones and AirPods and HomePod, and then they right. could be like, well, who wants to buy a headphone company? Like, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Dr. Dre will buy it back. Buy it back, yeah. <laughs> so... Sell it to the title people. <laughs> One thing I would like to see, and I <laughs> said this in my original phones. article, is I would like to, you know, because I, I love the way that the bows, I keep coming back to these, Kawhi mm-hmm. Comfort 35s, fold up very nicely in my bag. And that's the kind of industrial design I would like to see from Apple. Something that, you know, could take these big old pair of cans and make them super compact. Fold like an M. Like <laughs> in, in, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that that if I would like to see something from the design, that would be it. So. My main thing is the Bose headphones that I've used, and I think I've used the 35s. I've used two or three different pair. Mm-hmm. Um, do amazing noise canceling. Their actual audio quality is, eh, mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, there's Audio Technicas and stuff like that that I put, yeah, that, that I would yeah. much prefer. Right. Um, but they don't have noise canceling, mm-hmm. or right. they have really crappy noise canceling. That why am I? Yeah. I won't even use this. 
So if you could Venn diagram overlap that, if Apple could have the the Bose quality of noise cancellation right. and mm-hmm. the sound quality of some of these really great high end yeah. headphones, yeah, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see what they'll what they'll come out later this year. See uh, what kind of quality the quality of the their headphones are. It seems like they're you know take a cue from beats or go in an opposite direction as beats. I don't know. If and if, and if they're not supposed to do this, if these aren't supposed to release until 2019, this is a, there's a good chance that that's going to be what their sort of uh, May thing is next year. Right. Yeah. They always do something in, well, no, March. I mean, when they did the, the education March. thing this time. Right. They um, always have like a, they often end of winter, every, beginning of spring event. Yeah, sort of, yeah. Every kind of every other year, maybe. Right. They have one, so yeah. maybe that's a maybe that's a March thing. And I'm actually so. excited about that. I'll be honest with you. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they work. Mm-hmm. So, one thing that's not working for Apple. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> are these butterfly keyboards <laughs> no. that are on the laptops? So last week, Apple kind of. St- I was kind of surprised that they announced a service for people who are experiencing problematic keyboards with their recent model MacBook and MacBook Pros. And now I'm slipping into my mind what years they are. I want to say it's the 2015 MacBook. It's all MacBooks. Right. It's all MacBooks. And the 2016, mm-hmm. the new the new form of the MacBook Pro. Mm-hmm. The ones with the butterfly Well, the ones with yeah. the butterfly And MacBook Airs never got that keyboard. Right. It's right. And that's why a lot of people say, buy a MacBook Yeah, I know. So yeah. Stay with my Air, my USB-A, <laughs> and my good keyboard. <laughs> so uh, Apple has a service now. And that's actually an older one. There. Has there only so. been one version of the butterfly key, or has there been two? There've been two. They've they supposedly improved it a bit with the more recent. Ones. Yeah, yeah. It, two two versions, but not two that they marketed it as a new mm. yeah thing. It's sort of an under the hood. Oh, we tweaked a few things. Yeah. So granted, you know, I've mainly been heavily using these for only like half a year now, but uh, I eat chips at my desk. I do all that. I just throw my MacBook <laughs> in my bag and stuff. And I, I mean, I. Like, like everyone else, right? <laughs> and I use a, a thirteen-inch and a fifteen-inch MacBook Pro. I've never had a problem. I, 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 there was one day when I was scared that I did, and I actually think an app was acting up. I think that's what actually what it was. And so, other than that, no. And uh, but, and I actually kind of like the feel of writing on the keyboard. I know a lot of people talk of you know about the key travel, and they like that. There's something satisfying. No, I these guys know. I sometimes write on my iPad Pro on the screen. So uh, yeah. it's like. Uh, so I guess I'm in one of the. I mean, obviously my opinion is going to change if I start having a problem with the keyboard. But uh, as far as the actual design of them, I actually kind of like it. I do actually prefer typing on them. So I'm not too familiar with this uh, loss or with this issue. But Coral says they've been threatened with a class action lawsuit. Yes, definitely. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I don't it, think it's just threatened. I think it's I think been they were filed, right? I think, yeah. I think it's been filed. Yeah. 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 And so what's the what's the deal? Is it like chips get under it and then it doesn't work? Because it's so, you know, Apple has been trying to make everything really, really thin. Yeah. And so the butterfly keyboard, you know, has a design in, which allows that where there's not as much, well, key travel. And so it, it presses down. The problem is the way that works with the old type of keyboards, I forget what they call them, the springboard keyboards or something. S- uh, mm-hmm. The silicone switch. style. Uh, switch keyboard. But yeah. yeah you original or switch. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You could easily just take off the keys, you know, and dig out whatever there and then snap it back on. We've all done it a lot, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a lot harder 
harder with this one. And in a lot of cases, from what I've heard, that replacing it basically means you got to replace the entire front of the keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it's very insane. Expensive. Yes. Uh, and it's and because it's so thin and the mm. way the mechanism works, it's easier to jam up with dust and stuff like that. Yeah. But there's also been people complaining of issues like I, I don't have dust or anything in there, and there's just keys that don't respond sometimes, mm-hmm. or they jam, they like repeat. And, mm, yeah. and mm-hmm. so Apple insists it's a small percentage of users, but won't give numbers. Very right. specifically, will not give numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, a small percentage on tens of millions of laptops is the can be still right, a good yes. number of people. So now they're, the the keyboard service program is, if you have any of these things, you can take it into Apple or an authorized Apple dealer, and they will test it and ensure that, yes, it's you didn't, like, you know, snap a key off or something, yeah. that it's a fall of flaw or fault and they will replace it or repair it for free and importantly if they see evidence that you tried to fix it yourself or somebody else tried to fix it they will still repair it now mm-hmm. there are certain other things like you know if it got you know if it's water on it or something like that that changes things. yeah right. there's but, other kinds of malicious damage uh they're also doing a refund program if you went right. to apple or an authorized dealer and mm-hmm. paid to have your butterfly keyboard repaired before yeah. for one of these issues that they list uh, then you can file to have that uh, fund re- returned to you. Very yeah. nice. So you can get paid back for have, paying to get it fixed before. And that's all good. All of this stuff is good, but what they got to do is get a keyboard that doesn't have this problem. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, which kind of, you know, if you're into theories and stuff, you know, there was no hardware announcement announced at WWDC. New MacBooks. We thought maybe there'd be new MacBooks because there are new Intel processors that are out. We would like to see them. They've MacBooks been out. Control. Where people right. are like, where are these? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So where are these MacBooks with the new Intel processors? And now the theory, there's a theory that maybe they're trying to figure out the, how to fix the keyboard and. That's yeah. why we didn't see a new so, MacBook Air because they had those butterfly keyboards. Yeah, like, no. but that has to be completely different divisions within that within the laptop division right well what we mean is they don't want to release uh like even if the the processor upgrade stuff is ready they don't want to release a new version Uh, until they've tweaked the keyboard to make it more reliable okay or replaced it with a whole new keyboard that they can go it's our best keyboard ever it's really just you can eat a whole sandwich right over it yeah yeah (laughs) i I personally don't like the typing action the new one i don't like the short throw but worse is that in to me is that they it has an artificial clicky mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, <laughs> it's loud. That, that that is louder than the old keyboard. The, the thing, and I don't, I don't appreciate the, it. The loudness doesn't bother me because I guess I'm so used to hearing keyboards mm-hmm. when I'm at work and stuff mm. that I've learned to kind of tune out. But there's like a depth to that sound. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's like a deeper, and, and it there's like a resonance to it that is different from other keyboards that I'm used to hearing or where it's clickety clack or yes. even just like the keyboard. This is one of the reasons why I still use this laptop is because I like the keyboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, there's a resonance to that, to that keyboard that it's a high pitch something about click it. and, and yeah. at any volume, a lower pitch will be less annoying. You yeah. Know? So it's, yeah, it's, they they I they need a new keyboard. I kinda, <laughs> it's one of those things everyone complains about, yes, you know, right. I mean, Notwithstanding, Leif, who prefers it, um, and there are a small percentage of people who prefer it, but like you would want 
if you were going to make a whole new keyboard, mm-hmm. you would want a majority of users to think this is better. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and they're right. clearly not in a most people think this is better. Yeah. Situation. Melissa over at PC World actually sits several desks away from me, and she will sometimes say, "That's so distracting." <laughs> the clacking exactly. on the keyboard. It's <laughs> it's a it's a clicky clicky thing. Yeah. Uh, like she's it. gonna hate coming near us because we're using mechanical keyboards at our desks. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you think they'll ever have a hap just like? get rid of the physical movement at all and go haptic? It has to be really good to do that. Yeah. There's been rumors that they would, they're going to replace it all with a screen so it can be dynamic and change on your, and I so hope they don't do that because I have typed on more screens than I can imagine in various ways with all kinds of, yeah, Mm -hmm. with all kinds of like software assistive everything. And at best it's kind of okay. Right. Despite what I was just saying earlier about that, I sometimes did it. No, I I do prefer typing on the MacBook. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just saying that that's a possibility for me. No, I'm against the screen idea too. So the yeah. um, and it's weird because they they did this with the touchpad, where the touchpad now no longer travels at all. Yeah. They right. fake they fake it with the little taptic engine thing. Yeah. And and it's that's for that it's fine for mm-hmm. the way that that works because your finger's always on there. Right. Your finger's always on there. The way the little click the little taptic thing click works is it kind of fools your brain it really does a good job of it It, keys are not like that at all and i can't i can't abide them saying giving me a screen or something and saying it's the taptic engine it will fix it all and i remain very skeptical yes (laughs) yeah but you know somewhere in the deep recesses of the spaceship there is a uh a Mac laptop with oh, just yes. a screen. Oh, yeah. I'm totally like, what sure. if it was all touch bar? Yeah. <laughs> no. no, God. I mean, I guess they could separate the functions so that, like, the press actually doesn't do anything. It's like touching the key is what presses it, but the physical movement is just a physical movement so that even if it technically broke, mm-hmm. it wouldn't mess up, up, you know, the registering of, of the key, if that makes yeah. sense. One, thing, one problem hmm. with the haptic thing is that, you know, it's going to be another case of if a key stops responding, you're going to have to replace hmm. the whole True. thing, just like, you know, now, basically. Well, the other thing is, too, and maybe I'm getting this all wrong, if it was if, if it was a haptic keyboard, wouldn't each key have to have an individual haptic sensor, so to speak? The idea, well, the not necessarily. You no, could have a grid. Like a, the touch bar. I mean, it's you, me could, you could grid it out. Yeah. You could kind of you could try to grid it. it out with sections and just. See, well, I, yeah. Well, I guess that gets to my point where it's just technically and and there's no efficient way to engineer. Yeah, it. Mm-hmm. like the size yeah. is big enough that I think if you put three or four different little tap taptic engine vibrators down there, right. you could you can make sure that it vibrates when your finger presses on the left and then again on the right. Right, your right mm-hmm. finger. You could work it out, but it's still. That whole thing has to be a screen that takes up battery life. There's exactly, all kinds of, and it's more it's expensive, just, than, yeah. and it's more expensive, right? Than yada yada. Yeah. So I mean, it might be to a point where it just it could never be affordable and technologically efficient to the, execute. The big uptake of it would be that it's it would be completely configurable. Mm-hmm. Like you, right, know, you could right. have an API for app developers and everything else that make. It could be dynamic. It could be configurable. Right. It could do, you know. But they do that with the touch bar now, and it's like I, I don't want to have to look down at my yeah, keyboard yeah, yeah. to see how things have changed yeah. and what I need to do. I'm looking at my screen. Like that's right. the whole point of a laptop to me, as opposed to a tablet or a phone. Mm-hmm. And the programmable keyboard would actually that'd be kind of cool. Like for instance, Dan, 
I know there are like video, there are overlays that you can put on your keyboard mm-hmm. so you can yeah. do certain functions and stuff like that. So I mean, in like in production environments, that'll be very useful. Sure. I'd so. almost rather see them release a, a separate device that was that. Yeah. 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 So. But to have that be the only option integrated no. into my keyboard, <laughs> yeah. into my laptop? No, no. So. RGB. They used to have RGB lighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's that taken to the nth degree, right? Yes. Yeah. So if you have uh, one of these problematic keyboards, you can go to our website and get information on the uh, service program. Uh, while you're at it, you might as well bring in your old iPhone and get the battery replaced. <laughs> yeah, that's still... Because that's till the end of this year. Yeah, is that $29 or is it $39? I think it's $29, $29. Yeah. yeah. Which is a heck of a deal. Yeah. So do that too. You yeah. might have, have no devices for a few days, which might actually be refreshing. The battery doesn't take that long. The so battery is a, doesn't kind of like a why you hours. wait thing, so yeah. it takes a couple Depending hours. Depending on how busy they are yeah. and what the queue is you like. You don't have yeah. to leave it yeah. overnight. Yeah, how, how long does the keyboard today say? They it say it, it varies because if they need to, if they just replace a key, it mm. could be quick. If they have to do the whole keyboard, mm. it they could be a while. Right. So they just yeah. say it varies. So yeah. what, since we're talking about keyboards, um, do you, th- I mean, I, I don't think you think that they would ever do it, but Apple could be the only company that could change the keyboard layout and have that, you know, actually influence that in some way, you know, because like this hmm. is an archaic keyboard that's meant for typewriting, right? Right. Oh, QWERTY, you mean? Yeah, exactly. I was thinking of something you wanted to there's, mo- there's more efficient layouts for for modern day yeah it's so like dvorak and stuff yeah and you can change that in your mac software you can say i i prefer dvorak it just won't change the letters are inked with Mm -hmm. the qwerty layout but if anyone is bold enough it would be apple like dvorak or something and and the ink them as Dvorak and have you change it? It'd be called Apple Keyboard. Well, that would it be would, the yeah. thing they would about a digital keyboard. Yeah, as you would easily be able to change that. So. Yep. Yeah. That, that's a good point. I wonder if there's anyone at Apple that I want, brave isn't the right word, <laughs> but that forward <laughs> thinking. Is, you know, <laughs> when Steve Jobs said we need a on-screen keyboard, not a hardware keyboard for yeah. the iPhone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a few heads exploded and thought that's never going to work. And even when the iPhone was released, people were like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on-screen keyboard? Now every phone is an on-screen keyboard, and we realized it's not that big a deal. Yeah. But he was willing to take that that leap. Mm-hmm. Now, is there anyone at Apple there who has that kind of and insight? For, to and take for that, that I think the trade-offs are different than a laptop. Right. Because right. In, in that in that way, like in a phone, you're giving up at least a third of the front of your phone's right. screen to a physical keyboard. Right. right. Having the payoff that, is big. Yeah. The payoff right. is big to having the bigger screen. And you don't type on it, even today, where people use their phones way, for way yeah. more than then, you don't type on it like you do a laptop. No. Right. You know, to the degree that you do on a laptop. Right. So I think the, the trade offs are different. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think. They would take. I, would, I think that would be kind of a half step for them to go like, let's change the layout and have an Apple keyboard layout and tell everyone it's way more efficient typing. I think they would go all the way to saying it's configurable. Mm-hmm. Yes, right, have to right. be something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's so, an interesting question, Dan. It, yeah. I, so, if they went, but if the like the standard keyboard just went to something, no, mm-hmm. people would stop buying. Have any things. of you tried giving up 
QWERTY and, and trying to teach yourself Dorak or one of these other... I have. I'm too old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, <laughs> I've never tried. I never Dwarak. even I yeah. never even tried. I, I, I looked at it and I and I, you know, set it once for one thing and I just said, Well, I'm not even gonna do this. I, I didn't even <laughs> give it an hour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, but yeah, if you if you have a butterfly keyboard that needs to get fixed, uh, go, go, get, it go yeah, get it fixed. It's free now. <laughs> it's yeah. free now. So and get and, that refund yeah. if you paid for it. So uh, as a matter of fact, we're going to end the podcast here, so you can go get your keyboard fixed. So and your and your battery and your battery and your battery. And your battery. <laughs> so so if we had the podcast now, you can get your battery and your keyboard fixed. So. Nice. That just about does it for this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 611. We've done 611 of these. So, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. So, I mean, we haven't done We this. haven't. <laughs> yeah. I haven't. But, um, I yeah. wasn't alive the first episode. So, I've been actually going back in, uh, I don't know if Dan's noticed this, but I've been going back in uh, po- reposting old podcasts because they've kind of fallen off our site. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I've been been trying to go back and repodcast because I'm like, it's kind of a shame that they're not accessible. So mm-hmm. uh, whenever I have a moment, like 15 minutes, I'll go do some work. So uh, <laughs> look for those old podcasts. Not, not to delay the end of the podcast, but if you find one that has like an interesting topic that it would be neat to go back and look yes. at, like mm-hmm. uh, through yeah. the lens of now, like uh, yeah. did did they predict right? Did they get it right? What changed? Yeah. You know, though maybe we should have a podcast should... where we look at some well, of cool. yeah. a handful of old podcast topics yeah. and what they said and, and then look at them. Again. Yeah. Well, I'll keep an eye out for that. Uh, but yeah. Uh, join us next week for our podcast. We'll probably be on our regular Wait. time schedule. Oh, no, it's July, July 4th. 4th. Oh, are next week off? is July 4th. Are we off or are we moving it? We're right. off. So, yeah. So, in the U.S., for those, our international viewers, it's a <laughs> holiday here in the U.S. We celebrate Independence Day on July 4th. This mm-hmm. was a Wednesday. It's the day we fought the aliens and won. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So... Uh, keep an eye on our website to see when the next episode of the Macworld podcast. So we have to check our schedules and see what's going on. So it'll probably just be normal time the week after. Yeah, yeah and then the week could, after that, we have other things too. At least after right. work on Tuesday. S- schedule's getting complicated. This, <laughs> this next couple, we'll of figure weeks. it out. We so we'll we know we're out. not on on July fourth. Yeah, right. so. so in the meantime, look for an old podcast that I'm reposting <laughs> on the website. So, uh, but yeah. Keep an eye on the website. We'll post when we'll be broadcasting again. So we've got some scheduling issues that we have to work out for for the next podcast for Podcast 612. So, uh, But yeah, keep an eye out on MacWorld.com. Uh, I'd like to thank Leif and Jason. Thank you. I'd like to thank Dan, our producer. You're welcome. And thank you, the viewer, for joining us. Uh, like I said, check our website for, for the next episode of the MacWorld Podcast. Thank you very much. See you guys later. Happy 4th.